Uh. Oh wait, <laughs> I gotta I gotta turn off my AC. It's probably mm. getting picked up. Just be really fucking cold. You should put on a smart vest like me. A smart vest. What is it? Is it somehow computer enabled or something? No, it's just it's like, oh, you're looking smart, young man. Oh, so like you're like a weird kind of like you're wearing a vest and you're picking up British mannerisms and stuff. Like it's what's going on? You put on you put on this British? little vest and you you say people look smart. That's what not is a going British on thing. <laughs> hmm. It's not a British when thing. Was the, when was the last time somebody said, oh, hey, you're looking pretty smart today to you? Uh, you know, like, I think you can... Like, like 1908? This... What's well, going probably, on with you right now? It might have been early 2000s. Like, oh, that's a smart suit you got on there, young man. You know, it's just like an old person thing to say about your clothes. That they're smart. Prince Charles said that to you one time? Why do you, why do you keep on? doing this? It's like it's a British thing. <laughs> that... No American like, has ever told me I was looking smart. Well, your clothes probably look shabby. Nah, that's Ooh. not true. You see my clothes. <laughs> you were you were wearing them big suits as a child. Look at mm. the big suits. That's too yeah, big. Yeah, but on that you. was the style at the time. <laughs> you probably got you probably got called smart behind your back. Yeah, because of my brain and not my clothes. <laughs> you have good brain, Kingsley. <laughs> I have that what, a good that, brain. That, I know that, all my particles. That, just, can, can I get this on record? Let bailiff, stenographer, write this down. Kingsley has good brain. A good brain. I know all the particles. I know all the articles. I'm and he knows document. all the particles. Ooh, I can't wait to find out. <laughs> Damn, you were smart, boy. You got good brain. <laughs> oh uh um <laughs> i don't want to do the planned cold opening board because this is fun <laughs> i like i like the kings has got good brain cold open Corey's wearing a vest that's what i'll say it's a good vest it's way too small hold on let me show you real quick oh he's looking a little smart ain't he <laughs> With his little pajama bottoms. Uh, he's he's doing the classic quarantine bit where he's dressed like a normal person on the top. And then on the bottom, he's wearing pajama pants. I got jammies. Huh? Hey, that's the type of a bit that was in uh, the TV show we watched. Yeah, it is. We watched everybody's favorite NBC sitcom, Connecting. Thank you for tuning in to Quarantine TV, a podcast that is somehow um, even worse than the things it talks about in regards no! to quarantine-created content. I'm Kingsley no! Nolan, joined by my co-host, Corey Reed, but socially distant.
How you doing, Corey? I'm feeling betrayed because I think this is much. I oh, th- dude, that's that's so mean. <laughs> what? Do you gotta step outside of your Corona bubble? Okay, look I at have it something. From a third party perspective. I think these shows are. Oh, that's. Uh, I. Hate I'm not that. gonna leave that in. But I'm just telling you. <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> Nah, leave it in. Leave it in. Oh. And then release it during February. Black History Month. Oh, yeah. This episode might come out. <laughs> yeah. Today, we watched Connecting on NBC, uh, a sitcom that, about a group of friends who call each other on Zoom and just, like, catch up about whatever uh, and kind of go over quarantine woes. But there's also kind of like a subplot um, friend style about Will they, you know, will they, won't they, will pink hair get with braids guy? And that's the show. <laughs> so for this, we watched three episodes. We watched the first three. And uh, I, I watched a super secret bonus episode. Wait, episode what? Four. Oh, I was thinking about doing that, but I didn't do it. Um, well, I, I guess know. you can, you can, you can uh, give us a little, you could tell us what happens at the end. I really uh, would rather not, but we'll get, we'll, maybe we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Who knows? Okay. Well, let's just dive into it. So, okay, well, just like initial thoughts on this. And just like uh, full disclosure, mm-hmm. we actually did another show. Another show, which we will not name yet, was supposed to be our episode two. But it was so painful and so bleak. <laughs> But mm-hmm. we were like, we <laughs> we have to do another episode too because this will this will break the spirits of uh anyone who hears this. This this is like some kind of Lovecraftian uh spell that will destroy your brain if you hear it. And so we're probably gonna release that one much later, just so people can build up endurance for the project. Um but just between that one and this one, I mean they are very similar format. I like this a whole lot better. Um, just off jump. I mean, that was a that was a really an introduction that only you and I could appreciate. But uh, I think that I agree. I too like it much better than unnamed secondary property. And um, also, I liked it really better than Yearly Departed. Spirit. Huh. I also like this better than like Yearly Departed oh, yeah. and Death this of Twenty Twenty. I just meant like I mean all of all the things we've watched so far. So far, this is this is pretty solid. This one, like this show, um, is truly like any middling NBC sitcom. Like it's right. just like because it has this like gimmick. I would assume it is the reason that it got canceled. Like I could easily see this getting like two or three seasons and like some small Mm -hmm. Twitter campaign to get it renewed for a fourth season that ultimately (laughs) falls on deaf ears because it's so very middling, but it's like us with connecting. Yeah. It's like, Hey, hashtag reconnecting. Oh, that's so much better. Mm. Yeah. That was Um, it. Yours is good. (laughs) Thank you. I I worked really hard on it just now. Um, And uh, but it's like, you know, it's fine. It's like watching an episode of According to Jim Mm. or or 
like one of the worst episodes of like early 30 rock or something like it's fine yeah. it, it kind of reminds me of like uh what's that show with zoe de chanel um new girl new, yeah it, it, it's got that kind of like vibe um it, this one knew it was a tv show whereas yeah. the other ones i feel like kind of didn't really like because the subject matter of like quarantine and death and coronavirus is like you know uh impossible to tackle it with any kind of grace uh mm -hmm. like all like a lot of the shows don't really know what genre to fit into or like how to be like you know like if it's okay to make you laugh so i think yeah. this one kind of uh kind of handles it the best by being like we know we're a tv show let's just write it like a tv show yeah um you know with like a cast of kooky characters and uh subplots yeah it's like imagine <laughs> Oh, man. Like, imagine, you know, any regular sitcom where, like, the characters get into wacky situations. Like, imagine an episode of Friends where mm -hmm. none of the characters could be in the same room with one another. Yeah, but it's like, like a bottle episode. two of Friends or something. Yeah, a bottle episode, but all of them are on the phone. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I guess... Maybe they're they're having like a fox and uh, <laughs> grain and chicken problem with Courtney Cox and um, Matthew Perry and Matt LeBlanc, and they can't be in the same place at the same time, or they'll eat each other. It's but yeah, like it's like um like a Jennifer Aniston's got like a movie to do, so she couldn't really be there, so she just had to record her lines on her phone or something. <laughs> but there's also like a writer's strike or like something, you know. And so they're like, what's like the least, you know, like this episode will cost objectively like $2,000 to make. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they all get stuck. Like, oh, Joey's stuck in a taxi. Uh, yeah. You know, Monica, her foot is just glued to the ground her, the whole episode <laughs> or something. Ross has to go to the bathroom really bad. Yeah. Which there basically is a guy who was Ross going to the bathroom really bad. Uh, so uh, and that character is Pradeep. Uh, uh so there's there's like like i said six or seven characters um seven there's sometimes, uh, eight? sometimes eight um like he's got to fill in with some of the names i don't remember all the names but there's pink hair do you remember That's her annie annie yes annie is i guess kind of like uh somewhat of the main character she's like nostalgic and she kind of wants a manic pixie dream boy uh in her life mm. um then there's ben who is I put a shonen protagonist? He's uh, the manic pixie dream boy in question. Yes, he's a uh, love interest, kind of like aloof and a little not stupid, but just yeah, just kind of. He's a he's a himbo. He's a himbo. Yeah, that, that's perfect, Kingsley. Yeah. Um, then there's Pradeep, who is a a father and just like very neurotic and kind of fun and sassy. Uh, Ellis is sarcastic and like sports. Uh, then there's Tufer from Thirty Rock, <laughs> and uh, his I wife. Character. His name. Gary? I just, I think maybe. I don't know. Uh, and his wife, I think Mich was it Michelle? Yeah. And they're like kind of like a rich couple who were like just like uh, really into each other. And then there's the only white man in the world named Rufus, mm. who is basically just Dale Gribble, mm. but not as funny or interesting. No, he just has all of Dale's like conspiratorial things, but they're all directed to like things safe about COVID nineteen. Yeah. So he's just like, ah, uh, that's a you can't do that. You can't. Uh, that'll uh, get you sick. Or like, 
I mask indoors. Or like yeah. he's like making... I don't trust the CDC. And then they have one other friend who only shows up for like oh. three minutes at the end of the first episode okay. to bum well, everybody out. Okay. Let's let's just talk about episode one. Then we'll then we'll get into then we'll get into that grotesque scene. Mm. So yeah, it kind of just starts out which. Oh, I, I was thinking, Kings, that we should maybe have like a like a counter or like a like a drink if you see this sort of thing. But if they show like not found footage, but if any show incorporates like news footage into it, uh, mm. that's a drink right there. Like rather than just like letting you believe the meta of the world being like, we're going to show you actual news footage of like protests and oh, uh, <laughs> like... I don't think you need to make a game out of it. I think it just makes you want to drink a little bit. I don't mean really drink. I just meant like, <laughs> I I don't know. I, it's just funny that they all keep doing this. Like, uh, you know, we're, we're living it. We don't have to necessarily like, this will give it validity or like, this yeah. will set the stage. It's just funny that they're not like, like the, this one that objectively tried the hardest to be a TV show still kind of like broke the, you know, broke the fourth wall. I wonder if it's just e easier to do that than film something happening. You know, you just like pay the licensing fee to NBC like news or whatever. And you get the footage and you put it in there and you're like, I don't have to like put them in a C. Well, I can just show. It I just don't even think you need it. I wise. think I think the context of the show allows for you to just be like, this is uh, like, I, I don't need a C. You know, it's like if um, well, the show took place in like the 50s. Or like mm -hmm. in like the forties, and was like, all right. First, we gotta have footage of World War Two. We got the pictures of like them storming the beaches of Normandy from like a Super Eight camera, and then we'll just go to this countryside where everything takes place. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like, I, no if other. If we like, had better footage of the, them storming Normandy, I think you would have seen it a lot more in TV shows. That's 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 dark. <laughs> so this first scene has uh annie talking to ben uh on the zoom call just about nothing really they're like uh they're kind of doing these like really long drawn out like uh hey these people know each other let's reference something that uh like has happened in the past like oh remember the time we went to uh like chicago and then you did this funny thing and then i reacted and isn't that crazy it's just like that for like five minutes if they had more money, I think Seth MacFarlane would have been able to draw the interstitials for them. <laughs> it, yeah, it basically was like a, a, like a Family Guy cutaway. But uh, but if they only described it, <laughs> I think that would be way better. As yeah, it'd be chef. kind of funny, right? Like, and then I guess like maybe like the giraffe is like on roller skates, and he's like, "Oh, that's that's life," or something. Is that a, oh, is that a Family Guy? You could you could be in the you could be in the writers' room on that. I could. Definitely write for season 19 Family Guy with the, <laughs> with the quality of stuff I'm putting out. Thank you so much. <laughs> it kind of feels like an AI wrote this first part of the show. It, it, it kind of mm. feels like uh, an AI watched like a bunch of like sitcoms and, and like they just they just did a few cleanup passes and were like, yep, this is a show. Computer wrote this. This is how people talk. I mean, honestly, how different is that from a person <laughs> when you say it like that? Yeah, you just watch a thousand well, hours of sitcoms and then you you're like, yeah, this is how people talk. <laughs> sure. I, it was like too too much of that. It was like it was like it had this kind of uncanny valley with like the rhythms. And it's like they're like mm. talking about cheers. Oh, are you a Sam? Are you a Diane? I'm like, 
I'm like, does anyone like no one actually talks like this? This is like, dude, was, you're being such a Ross right now. But like, I, I think Friends is a more like recognizable, like, I don't think people in their like early 30s are like talking about cheers. Dude, just wait a couple of years when you get there. We're, we're going to have to. We're, <laughs> well, we're going to start talking about cheers. I mean, you know, I. You know, oh, remember I, Taxi? <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito, I mean, you're I such do, a Danny DeVito in Taxi. <laughs> I, I do watch Frasier and that's a spinoff of Cheers. What if I'm like, what? Uh, I got to figure out where Frasier Crane comes from. I got to get back to the real stuff. You know, I Frasier Prime. If part of me kind of feels like Frasier is a better thing than Cheers to talk about. I feel yeah, like more people is. like Frasier than Cheers. Mm. Well, give it some time. When the 2025 hits and Cheers nostalgia. Is <laughs> oh, no. It, it does kind of like this is this is sort of me uh, jumping ahead a little bit. But it, I do. You know, we always ask the question, like, who is this for? And I according to Hulu's commercials, I kind of think this is aimed towards really old people because I got like like three or four cancer medicine commercials and stuff mm. for like uh like multivitamins hmm and like yeah like a bone i think those are just your thing. commercials man i've Maybe never got anything like this it was like colon cancer screenings breast cancer vitamins and then like oh also i got a show um the rock has like a young sheldon show kingsley that's coming out it's called Ooh. young rock oh man why do you only give me bad news when we talk <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I need someone to talk to about this stuff. <laughs> so in this like little like opening bit, Annie's supposed to tell Ben or she's supposed to like invite him to move in with her because she's like in love with him. He doesn't know it. Uh, that doesn't happen. And then uh, Pradeep pops in and then the rest of the friends pop in. And then eventually Ben is uh, he he goes off of the call. And they're like, oh, did you ask Ben? Did you tell him your, about your feelings? And what do you think of Annie's plan, Kingsley? How would you feel if like a girl uh liked you and her first opening move was just be like come move in with me we haven't been on a date i haven't even told you how i feel <laughs> come come live with me in quarantine i can't even really process it i will say that like <laughs> i i know that they tried to mitigate it by like being like oh yeah they've been friends for many years so yeah it's not like, that like we've weird, been friends but, like, for four years you can't like that's the worst opening gambit I've ever heard of so in the history of bad. Be like, yo, yo, you know what? This is so crazy, but like, what if as a first couple's activity, because like, you know, there's no getting to know you period on this one. We just moved in together during the middle of a tumultuous time in the middle of a disaster. What if we just became yeah. a a co living a cohabitating couple just immediately off yes. the jump. What if we jump to like stage five of a of a relationship? <laughs> like one of the most intense things you can do. And also we can't see our friends or anyone else. We can only be with yeah. each other. And what if we spent you know, 24 hours a day together every day? <laughs> and I had never even had an inkling of like, I like you. You know, just mm -hmm. as as a as a supreme cold open. Mm -hmm. beautiful simply powerful moves coming from annie <laughs> yeah and that's like dang everyone that's... is like super into it everyone is like super supportive of this really bad plan 
Yeah, even we didn't mention it earlier, but Michelle is uh Ben's sister. Who's and even she's like she's like, Yeah, move in with my brother already. Like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah. And like Ben's whole everyone no one ever takes into account Ben's feelings for her or like Ben's feelings at all, but like his whole thing is he's just really lonely, and he says that <laughs> five, every five yeah. minutes. He's like, but I'm so lonely. I need yeah. someone to be with. I'm so lonely. And they all, he had just, right before quarantine, broken up with a girl, like an Instagram influencer girlfriend he had who everyone else hated. They hate her so much, and they're, they're yeah. not quiet about it. Anytime he mentions her or, like, uh, like, like later on, like, you know, they think... He's like talking to her and they're like, oh, pass. Her name's Paz. And they're like, oh, pass sucks. No, don't do that. And like anytime yeah, he like, mentions her at all. Don't you ever talk to that dumb <laughs> piece of garbage ever hey. again in your whole life. She's worse than dirt. Yeah, she's a ninja who betrays her friends. She's worse than scum. <laughs> <laughs> they just like rip into her, which, you know, begs the question like this, this whole friend group is like, like weirdly toxic but like toxic in both like positive ways and toxic in negative ways because like like i said they um they rip into her but like he was with her for two years and nowhere in that two years presumably did anyone say anything about her you know them like being uncomfortable with her or like do kind of a more kind-hearted approach you know everyone is mm. always at 10 on site level with <laughs> with paths to be fair, they're all currently being traumatized by the earth. So maybe they're just <laughs> Oh, that's the most beautiful. Wow, traumatized by the earth. I I really like the way that sounds, Q. Hmm. Well, be, you're be, experiencing it. So that should please be written continue down like something. Um so each of these characters um kind of is like a different like sort of like a different archetype or like represents a different like like quarantine person uh pradeep is like someone who hasn't had to spend much time with his kids because he's been working a bunch uh ellis is kind of like a, a gig economy worker but also you know and also like a sports fan uh twofer and michelle are like <laughs> i you know we're gonna find out his name eventually but for now he's twofer from third rug uh they they're like a you know they're like the couple who are like introverts who are like really into it and like kind of living their best lives right now uh mm -hmm. ben and uh annie you know the lonely folks uh and rufus obviously is the uh like i'm the one who reads all the new articles about it i'm always like keeping up to date oh did you hear about the british variant oh wuhan did this he's the one who's like the fact oriented friend um mm -hmm. but I, I guess in every episode everyone kind of has like a like a monologue from their character's like point of view about like yeah. how hard things are for like that particular person. Yeah. So like the, the episodes kind of ebb and, ebb and flow in a way where it's like, they start off and like, they're like, Oh, we're having a difficult time, but whatever. And then mm -hmm. like, we'll get through it. And then they have like the comedy part of the show where yes. they're like having, they're having their misadventures. And then like, Seven minutes before the show ends, one of them is like, hey, everyone, I'd like to remind you that the whole world is a bummer and I'd oh, like to well, bum you out. Yes. Okay. Then, so like the mystery, not the mystery, the final character, uh, the mm -hmm. nurse, 
comes in. Yes. Yeah. So in this first one, they're all worried about like their nurse friend who they haven't had contact with in a long time Mm -hmm. because they haven't been able to get a hold of her. And they're like trying to plan this like um, everybody's on the Zoom call at the same time. And also just for some reason, Mm -hmm. they have just like the most luscious infinite Zoom room oh. going on where it's just like somebody's always in there and they pop in and out like it's yeah. a friend's apartment yeah and so they're just like oh yeah you just were in the zoom with nobody in it it's like of course i was just in the zoom with nobody <laughs> and so they're waiting on her, their friend the nurse and then sorry i gestured to pass it off to you but then i realized you couldn't see me on the feed um but you know it starts off really nice like kingsley said and then for like three unbroken minutes, she goes into like <laughs> this this uh, monologue about like um, having to choose who gets the ventilator. And do you like wh- whose life do you spare? Like, you know, essentially she's like laments having to play God uh, over like, oh, this old person who you've grown to love uh, or versus this young person who might heal better. But then you know you don't have to worry about it because the ventilator gets freed up because someone just dies <laughs> and it's like it, she's just going and she's crying and it cuts from her to like full screen versions of all the other people like feeling bad and crying and then it like reaches this like peak of like maudlin like melancholia and then she's like and then the worst thing of all is i just realized the clippers aren't gonna get to play this year and i and I lost my mind. <laughs> I, I she just like doesn't even take a beat before she like she's like legitimately crying about like, you know, having life in her hands and like how this is too much for her. And then the fucking basketball joke at the end of it, just to button it up. It, it was a callback because Alice was like, did like kind of a similar thing where she's like, oh, no, things are hard and the Clippers. But like mm. for the for the doctor to have to, to have this like thing that takes up like 10 percent of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I just being like, I'm a doctor and it's the worst time to be a doctor. Yeah. I, I just work for 12 hour days watching people die all day. And then my coworkers are getting this virus uh-huh. and and I have to choose who lives and who dies. But I, I had floor seats. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I haven't seen my kids or my husband in four weeks. But the Clippers. <laughs> Ooh, I was like, I was like, that's where things got good. Because <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, because like, you know, with some of these other shows we watch, there's always like, there's like an inherent like heinousness there's like you know there's the kind of psychic trauma that's being inflicted on you by watching them and so Mm -hmm. far this has been pretty mild and like more just like like a lackluster sitcom but i was like i was like where's the you know i was like okay yeah we're getting stronger we're getting better i'm like where's the pain where's (laughs) where's Mm -hmm. the eldritch madness and then here it is this kind of like this like flagellation like like it was kind of like shaming people for, I, mean, I did feel shame the whole time I was watching it. But this specifically was like kind of an inbuilt like thing to make you, I guess, I mean, part of it's like, you know, I mean, I guess in writing the show, you'd be like, oh, I can't not say anything. Yeah. But it also, it also completely, it, 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 like the point of a show shouldn't be to make an audience 
like feel bad or to be like didactic you know it's like that kind of defeats the point Ooh, of having got, a show about that vest coming in handy what you say i said that vest coming in handy making you smart so hey hey didactic <laughs> it just you know it shouldn't be like it's like why why does she like because pre- like all her friends are like pretty like i'm assuming they would know this stuff about her and like they're like all you know they're not like going to each other's houses uh you know they're staying inside like yeah, but she's just venting, yeah. She's venting, but it is like this kind of knowing thing to the audience to make you feel bad and to stay inside and to like trample know. on your freedoms. No, I'm not saying that, Kingsley. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that as a goof. I'm trying to have fun in our comedy show. Okay. Okay, cool. Great. Kingsley's having fun in the comedy show. <laughs> See, that's what it's supposed to be like. You know, you you give this like most of a lesson and then you cut it short and then you try to have fun in your comedy show. Okay, like now I get it. Okay, you were doing connecting. I'm sorry. I thought this you were undercutting my good point that I was making. Uh, my dog <laughs> bites me sometimes, but she's just playing. She takes my shoes and hides them. You know, that kind of thing. Is this real? She does. She does hide is, my is shoes. Is Basil hiding your shoes? She does. I have a I have a dress shoe that I can only find one of, and mm. it's, I don't have any other dress shoes. <laughs> mm. But I'm not going anywhere. So cool. Um, you listen so to the doctor. But I I do listen to the doctor. Kingsley, tell me why my grandma called me and I was like, oh, where, where what's up? Where you at? She said she was at the mall. Or she, I think she was either at the mall or on her way to the mall. To do what? To like go. What to is the, at the mall? To do something with my cousin's phone at the Apple Store. <laughs> I lost oh, my Lord. mind. I was so <laughs> mad. I was like, "Go home! What are you doing? Go home!" <laughs> I was like, "I will help you with whatever you need. Go home." <laughs> I was so pissed off. Did she go home? She did turn around. But okay, I was just like, dude, good. I have to. It was like that thing in SpongeBob. It's like, how many times do I have to teach you this lesson? <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, dude, we're so close. Why are you going to the fucking mall? Oh man. That's that's oh. this is my connecting style, like too sincere, kind of painful to hear monologue. Kingsley, undercut me real quick. Hurry. Oh, Inject man, some levity. I'm hurry. I'm losing. <laughs> Kingsley, hurry. Say something silly. Oh, man. You know, the only mall I'm going to is the mall. Uh... I'm so warm right now. I'm going to have to get rid of my smart vest because I am. My temperature rose like 10 degrees just thinking about my poor sweet Nona going to the, <laughs> to the fucking Alst. <laughs> why maybe she was trying to buy an apple so she could eat one a day and keep the doctor away oh thank god <laughs> all right let's talk <laughs> <have> it <an> episode two <laughs> so episode two takes place uh i think what like a few weeks after right no and it takes place before right or does it take place before yeah, or after? it takes place after it starts off i think in like annie Opens up a package in her house. Yep. And there's a gun in it. And they're talking about how they buy too much stuff online. This is community. Annie got yeah. a gun. Yes. Annie got a gun. 
third wave of Annie Got a Gun joke from song to show to show. She's basically like a poor man's. She's like a poor man's Annie. And and Ben is kind of like a poor man's Troy. It's it's all about it's all race based. You know, it's like there's only uh, there's only a few types of uh, NBC white ladies and a few types of NBC black men. And that we all just <laughs> shuffle through. I mean, well, I don't think she's white. Not that it matters a ton. I'm yeah, I'm just making I'm just making small talk. dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I don't have the vest Kingsley, on. I can't see race. Kingsley, We're all doing, one race, the human doing, race. You're doing erasure. <laughs> and you can't spell erasure without race. I mean, you can try. I'm the one with the smart vest on. I make the rules. <laughs> um, yeah, this episode is oh. about like, oh, like we're buying stuff and like uh, and like ordering on apps and mm-hmm. and like. And we're not great at being a dad. <laughs> we're not great at being a dad because we're too busy working mm-hmm. and you're just trying to fill that hole in your heart and your kids' hearts by buying them more stuff and vegan macaroni and cheeses. Oh, Oh yeah. I forget. You know what? I just remember this. Isn't it, this is, is this the one where Ben is trying to move in with Pradeep? Yes. Okay. Yes. So the, I guess the B story of this is like lonely. Ben uh, is trying to move in with Pradeep because he's lonely and also Pradeep's having a tough time, like taking care of his kids and like working and Ben and Pradeep's kids get along really well. So the whole episode is like him being like, Hey, let me come like be, you know, be a part of your pod. But like, yeah, Pradeep's like really into the idea. Cause he's just like struggling and it's like yes, affecting his is, marriage and his unseen husband and children are not getting along. So hot. no, they're not. So he's like thinking about doing it, but if he does that, then Annie's whole plan of asking Ben to move in with her will be uh, completely ruined. So he's just like mm-hmm. holding off. He's like, Annie, you got to do it. You got to do it. it, it yeah. kinda if you don't ask me, him by the end of the day, yeah. I'm going to ask him to move in with me. Yeah. And it was re- they're See, they're just they're all so pushy. All the friends are kind of like aggressive in this sort of way to her where they're, mm-hmm. you know, just like, you got to do it now. Do it now. Why haven't you done it now? Like even the nurse from episode one or the doctor from episode one was like, have you done it yet? She she literally mm-hmm. like was like, hey, Annie, have you told Ben you're in love with him? Was, yeah, while they were both on the Zoom call. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, to be fair um, to all of them in this pushiness, um, mm-hmm. it's like one of those things where I'm sure it's like a dib system. They all um, they're all willing to pass Ben around as if, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation. Had oh, not been no. Signed. And so they're like, well, you called dibs on Ben, but I want to use the Ben for child rearing. <laughs> I want to breeding. use the Ben because he's tall. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, you have to you have to respect the dibs system. And then also. Um, yeah, Ben has no uh, agency. <laughs> yeah, Ben has no agency. And um, he's asking Ben to move in. For a really good and reasonable reason, which is to help raise the child because, um, what's the man's name again? Pradeep. Pradeep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pradeep clearly is not meant to be a, a father. <laughs> no, he's-, he's like actively, like I said, the first episode, he's hiding in the closet from his kids. He's like, he's like so over, he, he think he mentions like, 
he felt like a good dad because he'd come home and they'd already be asleep or something yeah. like that. And so it's like, you know, it's, you know, he's just like, he can chill. And he's like, ah, oh, this parenting thing is easy. Yeah. But it's like, okay. So he's constantly like being like, yeah, I, I hate being around my kids. And, um, you know, like my, my husband does all of the work mm-hmm. and maybe I'm starting to realize that it's a lot of work to be a stay at home dad. Mm-hmm. And then like, but he's definitely clearly has to be within earshot. of these people <laughs> Oh yeah. Cause presumably the whole he's time yelling all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they're like, he's like, Oh, my children are monsters. And you, and then like they come into the closet door. He's like, they're on the other side of that door. Like there's <laughs> yeah. no door that you have to the closet in your house heavy enough to block that sound. Yeah, yeah, dude, you were you were yelling on the zoom. They just want to be a part of your life. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. love you. Yeah. Um so Pradeep's kind of like moment in this episode, the moment where, you know, the the fun stops and you kind of have to address like I guess I guess they're almost like kind of like elephant in the room moments, which probably will be like a runner for mm-hmm. all of quarantine TV, like these kind of meta breaking like, all right. It's like because every episode of any of these shows is almost like it's the very special episode of any sitcom, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's every episode. So Pradeep's thing was like he got like the wrong product from like a like an Instacart or like a Postmates type thing. And he, he was yeah, about to give. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Keezy. Uh, he like he well first he tried to get a specific brand of like I forget who it's like some celebrity oh it's vegan like uh, Woody Harrelson cheese. yeah Woody Harrelson vegan mac and cheese and he mm-hmm. can't get it and so he orders like some something um from a restaurant and then they send him like f- fried pickles four hours late and he's like I'm gonna leave no tip or no he's like I'm gonna leave a tip. But I'm going to give him a one star review and everyone like loses their shit on him. They're like, you can never leave any gig economy worker, anything short of a five star review, which is true for terrible systemic reasons. And then um, he's like, but I just I just really want to leave a one star review because I'm tired and I'm well, I should give people one star reviews because I'm stressed out and I have a bad home life, too. Well, it was just like weird kind of both sides thing, because like the first thing was like all the friends explaining like how like, you know, like they're they're struggling and like, you know, how, how hard it is and like they might lose their job. Then Pradeep's thing was like this weird like you said like he's like talking about his home life being hard and he was maybe like i don't know like i'm like losing money on this and like uh, you know oh yeah he's like started a new business and oh then, yeah he's like, like a pr guy and he like yeah he's like losing money and like i don't know like he's like that's essentially what the function is there for to like you know Let's, I'm trying to I'm trying to get into the mindset of the both sides in this. It was just like, yeah, but like I'm the consumer and I was wronged. It's like, but you yeah, know, they will lose their job. And I was like, but you guys couldn't just like pick a side. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's like I couldn't imagine that being the side where like your friends are like, hey, like, you know, it's hard for everybody. And, you know, like just leave them a five star review. Like, it's just like it's it's not a problem. And he's like, yeah, but. I'm a consumer, and as a consumer, 
I get to yell at anybody that I want for doing a bad job. Well, you know, they uh, they did an objectively bad job yeah. and they should be punished and well, wrong. The weird thing is it was more insidious than that because he wasn't he was kind of he was that obnoxious, but they worded it in a way that made it sound more reasonable. Mm -hmm. And like he put a lot of like pathos behind it with like talking about his family and like kind of like wanting to use products to like make them happy and and like yeah. him so it was like this kind of like you know very palatable version of what you're saying about like you know i'm the customer i spent money you know yeah it's it's confusing or like i don't know whatever and then we find out that the reason that they're really mad about the one star review thing is because Ellis has recently lost her job and mm -hmm. now she's a gig economy worker. Yes. And you know, you, yeah. you got to stick together. The one of the nice things in the episode is Tufer and Michelle, they're like rich. Uh and so they have this very sincere thing where they're like, "Oh, Ellis, we'll pay for your rent and pay for your medical bills." um and like well duver does it by him unilaterally yes, yes i'm leaving out the part where he offers to do it on the zoom his wife was like let's talk about this as a family which is reasonable and yeah that's then, very then, reasonable he calls ellis later and it's just like we're doing this and Ellis is like does your wife know he's like she doesn't know yet but she will know he's like just don't worry about it and part of me feels like that's not gonna come to play at all like but yeah probably not but like that's that's an insane behavior to be like i will pay your rent and um medical uh bills in in indefinite term yeah um until you can get that back in the worst economy of a generation <laughs> but don't tell my wife don't tell my like, wife it's not like he bought a nice sweater that's like a no it's like New York or no LA real estate prices. Yeah, he's probably paying like an extra and Ellis presumably lives by herself, so he's probably paying like two grand a month at least. <laughs> no, it's gotta be more than that. I mean, I you know, I'm being conservative. Yeah. <laughs> he's just dropping three stacks every month. Yeah. Every month. <laughs> and and it, Meanwhile, his wife is like, I don't know if we should buy this rice cooker, which is probably only a few hundred dollars. Which is probably it, like, like $60, you know. Yeah. yeah. That thing was like an Instant Pot. That thing maybe is like a nice one. It's like maybe like 120 bucks. <laughs> nah, man. Rice cooker. Listen, the Japanese rice cooker market is bananas. You ever go shopping for a new rice cooker in Tokyo before? They're expensive. Really? Yeah. You would think they'd be they're pretty like cheap. I feel like they'd be pretty ubiquitous. Well, it's like it's like a big ticket, like, you know, you're going to use it every day for 20 years or whatever. Oh, okay. So it's like buying a fridge or something. So it's like the equivalent of like buying like a really nice cast iron. You're like, oh, shit, this is three hundred dollars. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, like cast irons yeah, are like, like, or like it's a, like buying like a, like a Dutch like a oven washing machine. It's huh? thousands of dollars. No. Well, I guess washing machines here are a little cheaper. Than yeah. He's like, come on. I'm giving you good ones. And you're like, <laughs> I, I just feel like I associate how much money does it cost? like a $10 pan. <laughs> how much money does a rice cooker cost? Like, uh, like I've seen some for like $300. Okay. So it's like buying a Dutch oven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Glad we solved that one, folks. <laughs>
What would it be a time skip spinoff if we didn't get in the weeds about nothing? <laughs> ah, the, the taste of home. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much how episode two ends. Uh, we'll just kind of breeze through three because, uh, in much the same vein, it's about it, nothing. Yeah, it's a show about nothing. So at first, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, okay, so. Kingsley watched episodes before me, and he like kind of remarked on three being like very special. So the whole time I was like, oh. "I said it's a good stopping point." Yeah. So, but in my head, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of like," I, in my head, I thought of it like, "Oh, this is something special, something really amazing is going to happen." Um. So the episode starts out in VR, and I was like, "Oh mm. snap! The whole episode is going to be in this weird fake VR. That's the cool thing Kingsley was talking about." Yeah. <laughs> no, that. That ends briefly. Uh, it, it only goes for like a few minutes. It was, you know, kind of an interesting thing. Uh, the premise of this one is they're all going on vacation um, together. They're trying to go on vacation together. So they all like quarantined. And, you know, Tufer and Michelle paid for like this really nice cabin. Uh, and they're all like really stoked on going. Mm-hmm. Um, but you find out uh, that Ben got a haircut. He went to Uh-oh. a old Ben went to a freaking barbershop. Yeah, uh, and he's it, like, "Oh, we just went to the barbershop, and it yes. was really um the twofold you know, surprise, one, two in one out." Yeah, yeah. So everyone's both like flipping out about him breaking the the uh, quarantine, but also everyone's like, "We," because because prior to this, everyone remarks on how they haven't seen Ben in a little while, and they also haven't seen Annie in a while, and also this is another time skip. So everyone is, you know, thinking that they we, have finally gotten together. We forgot in the ending of the the other the second episode. What 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 happens? Annie shoots the gun. Oh yeah, it's yes. a flare gun. She shoots the yes. flare gun in her house and like sets off all of the um smoke alarms and floods her house with the um sprinkler system. Yeah, yep, and yep, then yep. Ben says, "Hey, do you want to move in with me?" While she and then she's distracted because her house is on fire. And then he's, she says, Hey, can you say that again? And he just says nothing, (laughs) which is, (laughs) yeah. Like she's like, there's like fire marshals or whatever coming over. And she's just like, wow, that that was crazy. And he's like, he said something. He's almost said it like it was a booty call. He's like, yo, do you want to spend the night at my house? And, uh, you know, it was like, Oh, sweet. They're kind of like, you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah, like Kingsley said, rather than just simply repeat what he said, mm-hmm. uh, he just gets discouraged. Oh, and, uh, and now, and that also reminded me of the point I was trying to make earlier, which about them being too pushy. Mm-hmm. The friends, you know, yeah. At this point in the quarantine, I do not have the patience to watch a will they, won't they um, romantic comedy. <laughs> either, either kiss or get off the pot, man. I don't have time for this. Let him move in. With and be the nanny, like or or get over. That's the thing about quarantine; you have all the time in the world. Yeah, that's the premise. That's the <laughs> meta of the show. <laughs> We're like stuck in some kind of like hyperbolic time chamber thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, separated from our ethereal selves, which are 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 the characters that knows the Kingsley and Corey who who are going on adventures with time crystals. You know, doing time skip things. You're gonna, you know, COVID doesn't exist in the time skip universe, but in quarantine TV, COVID exists. Mm. 
you know if anyone Luckily, wants to do any in the kind timescape of... universe we were already doing it uh via zoom so it worked out yes we're you know we we, we trained for this yeah um you know just like a little little time skip lore that you can put on the wiki mm-hmm. um yes so uh everyone thinks that ben has uh moved in or uh, that uh annie has moved in with ben but but um the reveal is that um he has gone with what's her name paz or something mm-hmm, paz oh i thought i said paz because i was like oh this is like a stupid syllable that got stuck in my head because <laughs> nobody would ever be named paz. <laughs> that's, a, that's um, a real name is it short for another name i don't or? know i think it's like spanish there's an actress paz de, de la huerta uh well then i rescind my previous thing uh hashtag quarantine tv um is anti-racist uh and anti we are we are um, anti-racist but we are prejudiced (laughs) (laughs) and so um he's gotten together with paz and she's moved in she's uh she's doing influencer stuff in the house and everybody's like oh but we all told you that she's a garbage woman and we hate her yes and what about annie Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Ben pops off the zoom. Uh then Annie comes on. And they're like, oh, uh hey, what you know, they're like, oh, where have you been? And she's like, Oh, I got like she got some kind of like a job ghostwriting, like a YA novel, and like that, that's where she's been oh, for a while. Yeah, yeah, a romance <laughs> novel. Yeah, a YA romance novel and um, they could just like give her the job of just like right, it's just a ghost, right? I mean, I guess that's fine. But I'm like, it's a show; you can make people do anything you want. Why does she have to like ghost, right? Oh, oh, and you know, whatever. Um, mm. But yeah, she's like, oh, I've just been doing that. I was trying to like get a bunch of pages done before we went on vacation, and then they tell her that um, Paz has moved in with Ben, and she's just like devastated. Also, they're like. Yeah, yeah, he broke quarantine, so we're not going on vacation anymore. Well, everybody except for Tufer broke quarantine. Yes, that is also yeah. another reveal. Pradeep, uh, like, so they're all shitting on Ben, and then Ben's like, "Well, Pradeep, what about your your uh freaking housekeeper?" And Pradeep's like, "Had his housekeeper over, a nanny, and a gardener over," <laughs> and he couldn't even afford to not give the um the uber eats driver a five-star review yeah there's a lot of rich people in this friend group this inexplicable friend group um and so uh you know ellis uh she went on like a walk a socially distant walk with michelle and and also to a spin cycle speakeasy oh yeah yeah she's got like (laughs) that's right that's right that was like yeah she she does like secret cycle classes in like some kind of i don't know Place with a very basement. small window. At the end of the episode, they all decide to make it up to Tufer by um, doing another Zoom call where they all change their backgrounds to like kind of be like woodsy, kind of like the place they were gonna go before wow, they all broke quarantine. So much worse. <laughs> it's so like hurtful. rubbing salt in the wound. He's like, "Wow, you guys did this for me!" <laughs> like, and presumably, like it was like a few days away, so he probably did not get that deposit back. He probably no, dropped. He- there's no way you got the deposit back. So here he is paying $3,000 secretly for Ellis's <laughs> bills and medicine. And then he also paid, for, I mean, I guess rented out this place, maybe paid for everyone's trip because no one else mm-hmm. knew where they were going. 
So he's probably like 13 grand in the hole at this point. Yeah, and not to mention they probably had a rental car worked out and everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, dudes dudes down bad. Yeah. Um financial ruin. Yes. But then this great moment and all everyone's happy everyone's happy now is undercut by the by the thing <laughs> by the thing that i was waiting for the thing kingsley told me to uh, you know you know that i was like looking out for what's his name fucking uh rufus pulled out his phone <laughs> do you want to do what no you do it you're 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 in the moment <laughs> oh boy rufus pulls out his phone and he's like um Sorry, there's just this, there's just video on Twitter. I just then everyone's like, "Oh, send it to the group." He's like, I, I, "He he does," and then they're all looking at it, and then um, someone like sees it instantly. It's like, "I gotta go!" Like, and then and everyone's just like feeling bad, and they're just like, "Get off of him!" And then everyone's just like, "Yo, like, he, he, what are you doing?" His knee is on his neck, and then they all just proceed to like leave the Zoom call. And then uh, the last thing we see is like Tufer and his wife. He's like Tufer's having like essentially like a like a nervous breakdown watching the mm-hmm. George Floyd video. And he's like, "This, I just what does he say?" He's like, "This can't keep this happening." This video lasts like eight minutes, yeah. and forty six seconds. Yes. And then he's just like rocking, being like, "I can't keep seeing this. I can't keep seeing this. I can't keep seeing this." And I'm just like, "Shit! There we go. That's the moment. That's the." that's the yeah. thing that's the eldritch yeah. you know abomination thing to uh you know once again take any fun or enjoyment out of like tv you know that we're supposed to you know and i was like damn yeah. episode three coming in hot and i i just had like such a you know i mean i i'm I'll admit like i mean i laughed <laughs> Cause like I was like, oh man, <laughs> because it was just so grim, dark, and unexpected. I, uh, cause like, cause oh yeah, right before this, like Paz, so like there was like a few like fake outs. Like Annie, uh, says like she's gonna do something. I was like, oh maybe Annie's just gonna like move. Oh yeah, she said she's getting on the dating apps, and I was like, mm. okay maybe that was the thing. And then um, Paz coughs in the background of the Zoom call. And I was like, oh, man, maybe Ben dies and gets COVID or something. Like, maybe <laughs> that's the thing. Or she, you know, and then like, you know, that turns out to be fine. But then this. So I was like, I was just like, my mind was blown. And the fact that they went there and they did it. And like, and it, you know, was such a happy episode and got so heavy. I was just like, damn. Wow. Uh, they, we also, it did start with, um, I forgot about this, but um, what's her name? The the woman who yelled at that man in the park for watching birds. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, they like kept, and I probably should remember her name because they mentioned it like seven times. And like, I don't know how I feel about, um, like, I don't, I don't like that they're doing the whole like, you know, real life news in my, in my little NBC comedy stuff. Yeah. But like to just like, say this woman's name over and over again i was like yo like dang nbc nbc will not <laughs> let her live this down i mean fuck her i don't care yeah i don't i, I don't mean, have any allegiance to her that but was the just, wildest like, shit so i've ever seen i mean that's one yeah. of the like most heinous so fuck her i don't care she's not really getting docs as everyone already knows 
But yeah, like, no, you're right, it no is, sympathies for her. It is kind of like this like, weird, like you know, it's like they're doing so well at keeping it a TV show and just like, mm-hmm. like the inbuilt premise of like global pandemic that we all know about that we're all currently living isn't you know is enough. Like we could just you know, in the whole will they won't they, and like that's enough. We don't, you know, it didn't have to be, um, you know, this like we're going to hit these moments in time. We're going to hit these beats, uh, sort of vibe, you know, it could have just been like, what do you do when you can't see your friends? And like, how do you maintain those bonds and like the weird rhythms we develop? And like, how do you find love in this? You know, like that's enough, (laughs) you know, we don't need a character having a nervous breakdown because he saw a guy get murdered. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, also just, (laughs) Thirteen thousand dollars on you know that month and he didn't tell his wife. And also and the clippers And the cl- well the clippers are at that back point yeah, the say they were back. Yeah. <laughs> um so Kingsa, I only I clicked the first I watched the first few seconds of episode four just to see if mm-hmm. they would do a time skip, but I saw that they didn't. Um and you said mm-hmm. you watched episode four. So to round us out, do you want to give us a brief can you give us like a very brief like what happens in that one? Yeah, so it's basically, it's like the next day, and mm-hmm. um, Michelle is working at her uh, her job, um, and but like everybody's contacting her and being like, hey, I know you're black, and I'm really <laughs> sorry about being white. It's, it's oh, terrible that right. we're, we're not black. And so um, it's just like everybody keeps calling her and being like, hey, can you, like, like it starts off and her boss is like, Oh, did you see the video? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "Yeah, it was terrible." And then like immediately, she's like, "Oh yeah, I guess we should immediately be talking about work. Never mind." And then people keep interrupting her and being like, "Can you do this thing?" Also, thank you for being so strong, beautiful oh, black wow. woman. Yes. No one, everyone should kiss you on the feet. And also, I'm sorry about racism. I will solve racism for you this <laughs> summer. Um, uh, the worst part about me is that I'm white. Ugh, yeah i hate it no change so, anything no 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 i just i just want you to know that no yeah i just want you to know that i'm sorry that i'm white and also um you know what other white people do is so bad um, uh. so it's like it's a lot of that um uh her husband i'm pretty sure his name is garrett but Tufer is um, <laughs> playing video games with uh-huh. um, her brother Ben all day, and they're just like, "Hey, man, it's I don't want to talk about it." Um, and <laughs> and so she's like, she's doing all her work stuff, uh-huh. and then people keep um, interrupting her to apologize for being white, and like, uh, uh, Annie calls her and is like, "My." my cousin wrote this racist thing on Facebook and I want you to like help review my oh like call out post. And she's like, Oh God, I don't have the patience for this. Um, Ellis calls her and is like, you gotta, you gotta relax. You gotta play animal crossing. I'll, I'll bring you my switch. And oh, she's great. Like, I don't have, I have my job. I don't have time to play animal crossing. Shout outs to Nintendo. Nintendo, please send me a Nintendo switch. Uh, this is a great brand deal. And then um, she's going to do a couple's dinner with mm-hmm. um, Pradeep and her, his husband later mm-hmm. um, with her husband. 
but she needs help getting that prepared. But uh, Tufer's, you know, he's shutting himself out. Yeah, he's just uh, playing video games. Uh, what's his name? Um, the man with no uh, oh, Rufus? agency, Ben. Oh, yeah, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, Ben keeps getting refera- reparation payment <laughs> the whole day. <laughs> um, and so they talk about whether or not he should keep that stuff. Yeah. And then Rufus calls and is like, hey, I got this great idea. What if we paid all black people bitcoins? Like, nobody's ever thought of this. I'm the first one to th- <laughs> think of it. And then she snaps at him and is like, you can't just like. You can't just pretend and say that you know better than other than like uh, people about a problem you just found out about today. Mm-hmm. Like that's um, that's racist. And he's like, I'm not a racist. Oh boy, like, no, I'm just saying that what you're doing is colonizer behavior. It's racist. Oh not no, your racist. <laughs> and then he hangs up on her. Oh no. <laughs> um. And then she's still juggling all her stuff and uh-huh. she can't get a hold of anybody. And then um, her uh, mom calls mm-hmm. and she's like, hey, you know, you're having a tough one. It's hard to be a black woman. And they have a real long conversation about it's hard to be a black woman. Oh, boy. And then she's like, thanks. I really needed to hear that. <laughs> and then they... Um, they ended up not going to the dinner because uh, Tufer doesn't want to go and he's feeling bummed. And so they just like drink wine and at their house. The end. Wow. Yeah. Kingsley, that was heat. Yeah, it was difficult to experience. And I watched it at double speed. Yeah, dude. Well, thank you for your service. Uh, I cannot thank you enough because I'm, I'm, I'm what, braver than any U.S. Marine. You are. You're braver than three Marines put together. Um, and David from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, because that's the perfect, nice little, like, button to end this episode on. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we might revisit connecting um, oh, in a boy. few weeks, maybe, just to catch up and see what happens, whether... You know, see if uh, Annie and Ben get together or Pradeep just like goes on a fugue state and abandons his kids. Uh, can't wait to see, you know, how they handle the protests. I certainly can. I honestly wish there was an episode with the Capitol in- insurrection. That would be so wild. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it turns yeah. out that Rufus is there. <laughs> yeah. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad it got canceled before that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, folks, this has been Quarantine TV. Uh, we'll see you next time. Um, bye-bye. With all the people in your-